The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. On this ride uh, with us, Brooke Noli and Steph here. So happy that you're joining us. Yeah, you know, we love it when we see people doing so good in our community. You know, it's all about that Hawaii pride. So when you see somebody doing really good, you kind of feel that energy and it helps fuel you and your path to where you're headed. And it provides a source of inspiration. It's really contagious, that excitement. And, you know, we all need each other to succeed after all, right? And we love being inspired by people's journeys. So, hey, Brooke and Knowles, have hey. you ever felt so motivated to accomplish something that you said, you know, I'm just going to do it. And then you just set your sights and focus on it and you, you accomplished it. Yeah, I would say, let's see. <laughs> Lots of things, but I think one of the, the things that pop in my head first is just that when I was in high school and telling myself that I want to go away to college um, and kind of always wanting that from 14 or 13 um, and just trying to figure out how to how to get there um, and applying for scholarships and just looking through actual three ring binders back when you had to like look through we're aging ourselves but the hard copy things and then just trying to figure out how to get there and thankfully I did because I would have never met the two of you if I we didn't end up in Seattle together so that's that stands out in my mind what about you Noli? that's awesome Brooke yeah mine is not so go get them but just recently I've gotten into um, paddle making and woodworking because I've, I've always been looking for a steers woman paddle steers steers man paddle to canoe surf and I couldn't find any so I've been trying to uh, shape different kind of paddles just YouTube and uh, it's it's there's I've made some that work and some don't but I love it and um, I never thought I would get into it but it's fun how about hey, you when Steph you get, when, you, when you get good I'm gonna have to ask you to do a personalized one for me then huh oh for sure yeah yeah for sure uh, and I might wait a while till you get really good <laughs> <laughs> thanks what about you, Steph? What well, about charge, you? Charger for okay, it, let's get back to what we're <laughs> Yours is going to cost double. Yes. <laughs> yes, mark it up. Mark it up. Yeah, no, yeah. For me, you know, um, for me, really, it is um, basically um, when I was uh, in college, there was just so many opportunities to learn. And um, it was just so amazing that it, my eyes just opened up and I'm like, okay, I want to do these things. I want to learn this. I want to do that. And I kind of really just took everything. And maybe I spread myself too thin, but it was just like I was young and I was able to handle it. And I really embraced those new opportunities. So that's pretty much what did it for me. But you know what, guys, the reason why I'm asking about this is because our special guest whom we are going to be talking to tonight that is joining us right now, I feel like she did just that, you know, just by, you know, hearing about her path and how she went about and accomplished it. And we're going to find out more about it tonight. We are joined by Courtney Choi, the 
newly crowned Miss Hawaii 2021. She joined us on Mothership. So let's welcome Courtney. Hey. hey, hi Courtney. What's up, Courtney? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah you know, we want to fill our listeners in about a little bit about Courtney because she did give us a little information about her. She was born and raised in Eva Beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's also an honors graduate of Punahou School and graduated summa cum laude from the University of Hawaii at Manoa Scheidler College of Business with a Bachelor of Business Administration in Marketing, Management, and International Business. And after winning the title of Miss Hawaii 2021 on May 15th, the very next day, Courtney graduated from law school, UH Manoa wow. Law School. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh, Courtney. So we're just talking about being focused. And I mean, were these goals that you had from a long time ago and you knew you were going to accomplish it? Or mm -hmm. how, did, how did you set forward on this path? No, Miss Hawaii and, and law school was never anything that I pictured for myself. When I, I actually entered the Miss Chinatown Hawaii pageant when I was 24 as a second year law student, because I've always been someone who's in school, been an academic my whole life, and I wanted to do something that challenged me in another way challenged me to be more personal, to get to know my heritage, being a Chinese American who's been in Hawaii for, you know, a couple generations now. And so that ended up being the opportunity. And I wanted to meet just amazing women, Asian American women who are doing great things. And so Miss Chinatown just happened to be that opportunity. There were so many times I was like gonna rescind the application. I didn't want to do it, but it ended up being so awesome just to put yourself out there on a platform that is unlike anything I've ever experienced. I didn't expect to win at all. I was just happy that I could be up there representing, you know, my family, my ancestors. And then now this opportunity for Miss Hawaii came up and I just decided to go for it. I mean, it was postponed and, and um, canceled last year. And so to wait another year while trying to do my last year of law school was just a lot. And there were so many times I wanted to give up this semester because just having to focus on applying for the bar exam and all these different things. But I realized that, you know, I can't give up. I wanted to do this and it would be such a waste to give up some such an opportunity and such a privilege like law school as well. So never expected these things for myself, but I hope all the kids out there or anybody who ever felt like they couldn't do something to just go for it and never, never look back. Wow. Yeah, I love so that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the whole Miss Chinatown and, and getting back in touch with your roots. I mean, it, was there a lot that you learned about that you didn't know before, um, you know, becoming Miss Chinatown about your culture? Yeah, Miss Chinatown has great cultural classes. So we did like self-defense, we did calligraphy, oh. we looked at um, like our birthday and how it aligns with, you know, where we are. And it was, oh, I was a, it was the year of the rat too. And so I was 24, I wanted to do something fun. So that kind of brought in that extra cultural aspect. And I, I just was all felt a little disconnected all the time because I didn't grow up with my grandparents on my Chinese side. And so into this next phase of my life. And so it was an opportunity for me to really get that sense back into like feel, you know, I was representing them when I was on stage and I never, there were times where I felt alone in my life, but I never felt alone when I was on stage because I knew I was up there with them. So yeah, 
that was that was a great part of it and meeting just the girls who were more connected and knew the language like just sharing those kinds of things too being able to learn from them um, was really awesome yeah you know if you ever have a chance I mean I don't know how much of a reality that this can be in this day and age but if you ever have a chance to travel to China you should because there's so many things to like see beyond the Great Wall I mean there's so much history like the terracotta soldiers and all that stuff and I was so blessed to be able to go before the pandemic before the craziness of the world you know and go on a tour to so many sites you know for maybe like close to a month so it was really great to to see but I highly recommend that for you and even our listeners out there if in fact that one day that opportunity presents itself <laughs> for sure I can't yeah I hope I can have the opportunity yeah but you know it's kind of interesting because it almost sounds like you know you got more motivated the more that you became more aware of those opportunities that were available to you and that sparked or ignited like a fire and a desire within you to to kind of you know pursue that as well right you like I love that attitude already where you're like you know it doesn't hurt kind of deal right I mean how did you learn that and, and what were the opportunities that you saw that drew you to continue on to to those opportunities yeah I think it all started when I was um, very fortunate to have been accepted to a private school for high school I went to Puna home and at the time I was battling a lot of internal struggle I came from a class eighth grade class of 21 students into this class of 460 mm. amazing talented diverse individuals and so at the time I struggled a lot with myself just insecurity and the expectations to exceed academic and extracurricular um, involvement. And so I, I look back at that time when I felt so lost in myself and I think about the privilege it was just to go to Punahou. And I think that's where the motivation kicked in for me. I was commuting from Eva Beach, waking up at Ooh, 5 a.m. Yeah. not coming home till after <laughs> 6. Oh. And, <laughs> and so I knew that traffic, I knew yeah. but. I, I think that's where the motivation came from, just the privilege to have that opportunity in education. And I, there were so many times like similar to now where I wanted to give up in my junior year, I, I almost um, dropped out of Punahou because it became too much for me, just commuting the internal struggle within me. But I thought I th this was such an amazing opportunity. So many people believed in me at Punahou to take this opportunity. And so I, to this day, believe Punahou, my graduation was one of the proudest moments of my life because it's not just an individual endeavor, it's a family endeavor and a sacrifice. And that's where it really kicked off into undergrad and law school and just continuously wanting to give back to Hawaii because my heart has always been here. And I want to serve this state for as long as I can and, and as, as long as I'm able to. Gosh, you know, I mean, we're all parents and um, just hearing you speak, there was such an awareness, I mean, about the opportunity and, um, you know, that you're taking advantage of this private school education, you knew the value of it. I mean, our greatest fear is, you know, raising kids and, and finding out later that they don't appreciate, you know, that they can't see it anymore. Because I guess I feel like, you know, in this day and age, we're moving so fast, everything's so, you know, fast paced and, um, instant gratification with social media, with the like buttons and, you know, popularity. So I feel like the pressure is even greater, right? Um, you know, what, what do you have to say, I guess, to maybe even young listeners listening out there or even 
any words of advice to parents, um, maybe if they should be keeping a closer eye on them or how they can kind of like steer them in the right direction or what's the best formula to have a person like you? How can we have <laughs> like you? I mean, what, or what was it that made you more aware of? I think it's, it didn't come easily. When I was going through the process of Punahou or just undergrad, in the moment you don't realize it, you think, oh, why is this happening to me? Or why am I going through this kind of struggle? And it's not until a little later in life where I realize these things. And I, in hindsight, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I see all the things that I developed at the time, like time management, learning to sleep and do homework on the bus when I was commuting. And just, I think, for parents or for any child out there, keeping the mindset or the groundedness in who you are and being patient with yourself. Because I, I wasn't so patient with myself. I wanted to be a certain person at that time in my life. But looking back, I developed into the person I am now because of that struggle. And so I think just keeping in mind the values and the place that you come from is so important. And just having that talk with my parents too. I think facilitating that conversation like if you're struggling let them know and 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 bring in your community too I talked with my college counselor Mr. Awakawa who is at Punahou who helped me so much through that college process because I almost didn't go to college because it was such a financial strain on my family and just bringing in community because there's community that wants to help you so just knowing that and don't give up please don't give up if it gets hard are you the only child Yes, I am. Oh, <laughs> I have wow. four-legged dogs. I have, I have four-legged oh. siblings. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so you have dogs or yes. your parents have dogs? Yes. They were the training ground before they had me. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Well, Cordy, I, I know you mentioned groundedness. And I'm, I'm thinking that's from your parents from when you were young. And what kinds of things did you do on the weekends or, you know, as parents... How do you connect with your kid from a young age or even if they're teens, like we have teenagers, some, you know, Brooke and I have teenagers. How can we help or how did, can you explain the groundedness that your parents provided you in hopes that parents like us going through the teen years can connect with our kids in a, on a better level? Wow. I, that's such a great question. I think, I think just having that, those conversations and being involved as much as you can in your child's life. My mom actually enrolled me in different uh, summer schools at different schools when I was growing up so that I could be exposed to new kids and new experiences. I went to the same uh, school from kindergarten through eighth grade. And so I didn't have those chances to really uh, meet new people. And so I think just exposing them to new experiences and people is the way to really set that groundedness because then when you see these different perspectives and people you remember wow this is like you come back to your own perspective and see how it grows and I think as a parent um, you just want your child to be the best and I give my mom so much credit <laughs> for raising me oh that's awesome well she did an awesome job <laughs> oh, no thank you yeah. well, are, are you saying that you're a challenging teen is that <laughs> I just out myself <laughs> <laughs> times no just like at the when I was going to Punahou I felt sometimes so lost like I was talking about and I felt bad because I didn't want to feel make my parents feel guilty for sacrificing so much to make this opportunity available to me and so I just I think it's a an awareness that of course I developed later on but um, 
I'm really close with my parents and I just um, hope, you know, everyone out there, you know, talk to your parents and just build that relationship because, um, you know, we all won't be here forever and you just need to spend time together as much as you can. Mm. Courtney, is there, is there anything that you're, that you can recall to that your parents kind of would say, or even not say that would make you feel like really comfortable sharing with them, you know, because I think there's this, as the kids get older, there's a fine balance. I we remember being teens and young, young adults, right, guys. So, is there thing, anything you can think of that made made set that environment up so you felt comfortable, you know, communicating with them? I think my my mom always used to say, you know, when you look up, it's infinite, and when you look down, it's infinite. And so, when you have that chance to look up and see everything that you're grateful for and that everything that you've been given, you know, as a privilege, going to law school is a privilege. I think re reminding myself of those kinds of things help keep me grounded because it's, it's endless, right? Like there are more successful people out there than you, there are less successful people and we all define that differently. But I think, you know, she always, she always has those kinds of wisdom that she throws at me that I remember. And I think of my ancestors, just, you know, the sacrifices they made for me to be here the things that I'm going through now cannot be as hard as what they've gone through. And so when I think about how much they've given up and how much they've gone through, I know that I can make it through anything. So those kind of things are what keep me grounded um, in what I'm doing and what I try to facilitate with my parents just to let them know what's going on or um, remembering what they've gone through for sure. Did you have chores and all that? And Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. You know, the dogs were mostly my, um, my kuleana, like, you know, just walking them and just um, taking care of them. But um, I love animals, so. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. Wow. Okay. So, like, when did you know that you wanted to get into law? Like, how did that passion develop? Well, my mom was a court interpreter for the past 20 years or so. And so I would accompany her to the court sometimes. I would be in the back of the courtroom. I would be in the waiting room or where the jurors would sit. And I think seeing what my mom has done and my dad too, who was in social work for a bit, seeing them in the law, but not directly lawyers, using their skills and talents to help, some, to help other people, especially those who don't always have a voice. I realized that's something I wanted to do and I wanted to be in. And I grew up you know, at Punahou, not really speaking out or not being so shy, being so conservative about wanting to rock the boat. But law school gave me that voice and made, made me realize how much injustice there is, especially towards women. And that's why I want to use my law degree to hopefully empower our most vulnerable populations, the women, children, and the elderly, and hopefully, um, you know, make my parents proud. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. So like in, in law school, did you like do mock trials where, you know, you would, you know, do oral arguments and, and present it and then like, you know, uh, hear another person's response back to you in, you know, in response to your argument and vice versa or? Yeah, I, we um, have different clinics at the law school. And so I did like prosecution clinic. I was in the elder law clinic and that, those were the chances where I got to, uh, fight with my, co with my <laughs> classmates or with opposing counsel yeah. <laughs> and have that simulated process. But it's so cool to have those clinics because you actually work with um, legal professionals and you work with actual clients. Like for the elder law clinic, we had actual clients come in and we help them with their documents and to 
see that firsthand and that empowerment you give to someone else, that's the power of the law. It's for everybody. It's not just for law students. Yeah, that's so awesome because, I mean, it, it really is how well you can utilize your speaking skills too. And then um, a friend of mine likened it to a tennis match. Like, how hard can you hit the ball at the end? <laughs> so you can return fire with the same intensity um, or is it game over, you know? <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's really exciting. Um, and then I heard that you're gonna delay actually going further, right? Because of your um, most recent accomplishment. So you're gonna delay actually um, going to test for the bar? Yes, I had signed up for the July 2021 bar exam because I was not sure how Miss Hoy would work out. But I think I, you know, I want to fully devote myself to this role and to prepare for Miss America. It's the 100th anniversary of Miss America. And um, it's been 20 years since Hawaii took home the Miss America crown. So I yeah, hope girl, you know, there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to train for that. So I'll be postponing the bar exam for now. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to continue that after this year of service and to just continuously uh, serve the community as much as I can. Yeah. So what was your reaction when you won the crown, when you were crowned Miss Hawaii? Um, <laughs> When it came down, I guess, to the final two and, you know, what was, your, what, were, what was in your mind? What were your thoughts then and when you heard your name called? Can you just take us back through that time? When you look back at the video, I'm just bawling up there. I did the ugly cry and everything. Like, <laughs> it, it was nothing I expected. I was just happy to be in the top five, really, and to just be up there in a conversation and to share, you know, what I value and what I'm about. And when it kept getting down to the final girls, I thought, wow, like you can even see me say in the video, wow, like I just was so, so grateful that I had made it that far. And I was happy with any result, really, because I knew, you know, Miss Hawaii, especially being a part of such an amazing class and group of young women that I, I was proud of myself and I was proud of all of them because we all had our different reasons for participating in Miss Hawaii. And to put yourself out there in that position is just such a feat in and of itself. So I, I just couldn't believe it when, when my name was called and I, you can see it, I'm just crying and I'm like, you know, wiping away the tears, but um, it, it was so crazy and it was such a great experience. And I, I hope other, you know, children or anyone who's listening out there to just be open to any kind of opportunity, right? Like nothing I ever expected, but that's the power of, you know, being yeah. open, being so, um, yeah, so open to these new experiences. But you know, these, oh, I was just gonna these, say, oh, go ahead, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna cut say, that, Ian. <laughs> in the heat of a moment, though, I mean, you know, when we see like a boxer walking to the ring, they're gonna go into the main event, or you see, um, you know, a person before the tennis game, they're warming up and they're stretching. Um, you know, I wanted to get a sense of what was your mentality um, going into that night that big night you know and how did you keep out the fear how did you keep out the stage fright was there something that you kept having to repeat to yourself in your head or was there just a place that you had to think of or um you know what was your your mentality going into pageant night yeah i i think my mentality was just i was just so proud of myself and i i knew that I was never more ready for competing in Miss Hawaii than this year. And had it been last year, I don't think I was ready. But this year during the pandemic, although we had lost so much, I gained so much gratefulness and so much understanding of who I was becoming. 
and I finally felt like I was growing into the person that I was meant to be. And so I knew for pageant night, my life had prepared me for this. Law school had prepared me for this. And so I didn't have so much nerve or so much nervousness, but rather just um, a mentality that I, this is what I wanted. If it was, if I did all I could do. And if the stars aligned and this was meant for me, this was meant for me. But if it wasn't, I knew that there were more opportunities out there for me. And I knew that I would take the bar and I would be on my way. Um, so just knowing yourself, I think, and being confident in who you are was the preparation for me, for sure. Yeah. Were there any, um, I know, well, I'm just thinking of my daughters and there's always like, so now they're going through finals in high school, right? So, so they're all stressing out. And so they doubt themselves, but I know they prep themselves. But how do you get over that fear of failure or, or doubt or that you're not ready yet? But I don't know. How did you, I'm sure you must have felt a little bit of that. I felt so much doubt. I, even through law school, I came in with so much not a lot of legal experience and so much doubt about is this right for me i have so much imposter syndrome coming in even <sighs> for miss hawaii because it, I, it was the second time i'd be competing but i think knowing that you yourself are enough and are and have so much to offer is how i overcame that and there were so many times i thought oh should i do hula for my talent or is women's empowerment too strong but it's what i believed in and it's what i wanted to share and I think it would be a disservice if I had done it any differently or done it in a way that wasn't true to myself. And so I think just being being honest with yourself and what you value is the way to overcome that self-doubt and knowing that there's no one else out there like me. And I am unique, I am beautiful inside and out. And I think that's important just to know that, yeah. And um, just remembering that in every aspect of your life, not just in competition or law score, which by the way, I do take boxing at my local gym. So I found that interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, just in every aspect, just being your best self. Yeah. And channeling that and finding opportunities to find that within yourself. That is such awesome. a really huge, like shiny gem that we wish we could like shine it in people's faces like as a reminder because I mean and it's so good to hear you saying that because it's unfortunate that that idea or that fear that doubt does seep into your head you know at any given time and unfortunately it happens to children you know and you know when they see somebody else and then they do the whole comparison thing I mean even no as adults, many, right? Even as adults, no matter how many times we remind ourselves to, like, some time will pass, and it, for some reason, it's like an automatic thing, you know. <laughs> you just got to be like, recognize it, nip it in the butt, like, you know, mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, cut it out, man. I mean, who <laughs> are you? Do you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that is really powerful stuff. But when you say female empowerment, so are you saying that that was what your talent was? Yeah, so we all have to choose a social impact initiative that's uh, close to our heart and that we want to promote throughout the year as Miss Hawaii should we be chosen. And so mine uh, social impact initiative is women's empowerment through partnerships. I enrolled in a girls empowerment course when I was 14 years old. And this was it was offered through Punahou actually the year the summer before I entered Punahou. And I found through different activities and different role models how important that is to shaping how I viewed the world. And so at that time, I man manifested, I want to go to Punahou, I want to uh, be student council president, which I ended up doing in my in the eighth grade year. And I think 
that's what set the tone for the rest of my life for the past 10 years is that empowerment within myself. And I wanted other girls and young women and children out there to feel that that through partnership with different organizations and people, that's when we can empower the next generation. And so that's my social impact initiative. And I hope to bring that kind of programming that I experienced in that girls empowerment course uh, to my year as Miss Hawaii and share that, um, you know, looking at individuals out there who have made accomplishments in education or career that I hope that motivates other people to never give up and to always uh, pursue your passions in life. Well, so that, um, you know, you, it sounds as if you learned from that Punahou course um, how to, how to um, plan goals. And when you talked about manifestation, it's almost like visualizing, right? Visualizing like what you want to be. And I, I love that because I think that that's valuable for anybody at any age, you know, visualizing, you know, what it is your goals are and then being really determined to carry it out. But do you put a limit on on how many goals you plan at a, any given time so you don't overwhelm yourself or oh, how does it work? How does it work? Yeah, how does it work for like even the younger listeners? How does like visualization or manifestation work? I think for me at the time that manifestation was writing it down and, and visualizing it in the, in the end. I think when you write it down and you write down, I'm a very worrisome person. So even writing down my worries helps a lot. But I think setting those goals a little at a day and realizing, you know, where do you want to be at a certain point and setting those small goals to make it to that point. For, yeah, for example, I mean, law school, you can't just study overnight. It's repetition, even for the bar exam. And so when you do space repetition, having those spaced goals will get you ultimately to your next goal without even realizing it sometimes, I think. So just setting those small goals for yourself. Don't overwhelm. I try to tell myself that, but I'm not always good at following my own advice. <laughs> but telling yourself, um, okay, I want to be here. What can I do to take that next step? And taking it day by day. I told myself every day during the semester, just take it one day at a time. It'll, you know, graduation will come, Miss Hawaii will come, but, you know, take it one day at a time and remember, you know, if I got through that day, I got through that day. And then we can focus on the next day. That's so cool. Um, Brooke and Knowles, are your teenagers learning about goal setting and goal planning at their, at their young age? I think, um, they are, but not, it's not a course or anything. So I think like as parents, that's our, you know, constantly instilling positive thinking. Um, where do you see yourself in the future? You got to keep a, you know, have a goal, right? Like, like Courtney was saying, mindset and, and goal setting. And I like that you wrote down your worries as well as your goals. That's interesting. Because sometimes you're afraid to face your worries. And when you write it down, it's right there, right? And it's there and it's live. But that helps, that helps you, you think? Like, look at it from, and then analyze it from there. That's yeah, do you cross it out or technique. something? Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you do? do you erase it? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's so cool. My mom actually got me a worry box. So I, I love my sleep, but sometimes my worries get in the way of my sleep. And so I, at night before I go to bed, I try to, if there was something on my mind, I write it down and just um, put a little note, like, it'll be okay. Or remember, if, if you write it out and you put it out there for you to get it out of your mind and 
put it away for the night and then worry about it the next day. I think that's what helped me is to just, you know, put it out there. It's done. It's, you know, you can't do anything about worry and, and move on. Right. And so I try to, I try to do that, but it's really hard sometimes <laughs> because I worry so much, but oh, same. Yeah. I think that's a, a common thing and that's a great strategy. I've never heard of that. And that's awesome. I'm trying to try that with my kids too. And myself. Courtney's uh, like, this is my worry box. I know. No, because I feel like I, I can relate because I'm a warrior too. And I, my, my mind starts to go and I can't. So I love that idea too. And another thing I've been trying to do is just learning truly how to like, when you feel that feeling, like trying to be with it instead of resisting it, like just trying to like be with it. And then when I notice when you be with it, and accept it it passes through that's also been like really weird and a different kind of um thing i've been trying to work on too so i like that worry box idea too if that if my accepting it and letting it pass through starts to not work so much but that's such a good tip courtney <laughs> okay I, I was curious too like so as you're transitioning we enjoying the win from miss hawaii you're going to be representing what's what are the next steps and how do you start preparing at getting ready for miss america how does all that work <laughs> oh, well, I have to get my documents together because Miss America and Miss Hawaii are all jobs. And so you want to make sure that you position yourself in a way, you know, why am I the best candidate for this job or this role? And I think for me, Miss Hawaii didn't have so much um, formal training as much as it did life training for me. I interned in Japan one year. I was an ambassador or a mentor. And I think bringing in those different experiences and the job interviews that I've done in the past all kind of prepared me. And so I'm hoping to bring that kind of preparation to Miss America, just continuously honing in the kind of person I am and who I want to um, represent in as Miss America and as Miss Hawaii. I'm just so over the moon that Miss Hawaii is even my life now. I don't even know how this happened, but. Um, I'm so excited, yeah, to just continue that training within myself. Yeah, I mean, we're we're really excited for you too because um, we've seen all of the great opportunities that even if you win Miss America, what that could do, or even the fact that you have you're representing Hawaii already on the national stage, we've seen you know the positive impacts that that could have on a person's life afterwards. And we've been so blessed to be able to talk to um, Angela Baracchio Perez. Yeah, she was the first Asian American um, Miss America, um, and we spoke with her, and um, she has gone places, and she experienced so much, and it opened so many doors for her as well, so uh, we just can't imagine, you know, what's in store for you, but do you have any manifestations or any visualization of, you know, what you would want to do if you were to win Miss America? Oh. Wow, I haven't even thought that far. No, but I just start thinking that far. I'm like no. I'm taking it step by step, day by day. Right? Manifest it. You gotta manifest I know, it. Seven <laughs> months. Here we go. No, I I mean, as Miss America, I would just like to bring what Hawaii is about. I think Hawaii has always been an asset that people don't realize when I you know, was going, thinking about college, I, everyone was going away to the mainland. And I thought, you know, I'm going to UH, but I was so proud of that because, you know, I wanted to be here and what better place to build that network and build that 
um, opportunity than to be in Hawaii. And so I think just sharing how special Hawaii is, not just aloha wise, but the things we value here, like family, service, community, you know, it's it, it, an island community is so unique. And that, I think that's what Miss America would be amazing, an amazing platform to um, bring that to, is to share how special Hawaii is. So that's the kind of manifestation I hope like to bring and to, yes. uh, yeah, to bring up there. And it's going to be in Connecticut. So bringing just that sunshine too, it's in December, it's going to be cold. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm already getting chills. Just thinking about it. <laughs> What's the date? December what? I think they haven't set a date yet, but oh. um, I think within the first two weeks of December. Yeah. And it's usually televised, right? It's usually televised. It's usually televised. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so awesome are you are you comfortable are you comfortable I mean you seem comfortable right now on a, on a zoom call so I mean are you comfortable <laughs> or do you get stage fright like knowing that you're on the national stage like um, I'm starting to now that you say <laughs> <laughs> thanks Steph thanks, <laughs> yeah. another worry <laughs> they're in the worry box <laughs> worry yeah. no I, I um I think there definitely is worry but it took me so long to be as comfortable as I am now talking with people. And so I can't wait to see who I'll be in seven months time, you know, training and working on myself to really be up there. And I'm just so proud to just be representing Hawaii. Like, you know, my heart has always been here to serve this state. And so to bring us to Miss America, that's such an awesome opportunity. So I hope the nerves don't get too much in the way. <laughs> they won't. No, you got it. Yeah. They won't. Ah, yeah. Gosh, that's so awesome. And we always love seeing, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, local girl making us proud. And we know you're going to make us proud on the big stage when that day comes. And you got our back and we got your back. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're totally going to be rooting for you when that day comes. Um, but leading up to it, I know that you have a lot on your plate too. So um, hopefully you just take it day by day and you don't feel the pressure or the stress. And just by talking with you now, I mean, you're really confident, you're really intelligent, you have a clear uh, you know, path and know-how of where you're going. So, I mean, that's, that's really, really, really cool. And gosh, I mean, you're already an inspiration, you know, mm -hmm. and I was going to ask you growing up if you felt that you needed more female role models or did you feel that you had them, you know, to look up to? Yeah, that's such a, that's such a um, great thing to think about because I was thinking about it as I was doing Miss Hawaii Week. We have a whole week leading up to the actual pageant day and my mom has always been my role model just looking at her strength and my grandparents on my mom's side both passed away before she was 19. And so seeing her strength has always been part of my life and seeing her, you know, do her thing in the courtroom has always helped me. And I just, I think, strive every day to be the role model or the, not even a role model, just the friend or um, person that 14-year-old Courtney wanted when she was in that girls empowerment course, because I just remember feeling so lost and so insecure about who I was and who I was becoming. And so every day I just wish I strive to be that person for her. And, and for any child out there who feels like they don't have somebody that's rooting for them, I'm rooting for all of them. And I hope, you know, they realize you know, to just be patient with yourself and just be proud of who you are and the person you're becoming because there really is no one else like you out there. And I think, you know, just to bring that to Miss Hawaii this year is what I'm trying to do. So I hope, yeah, I can, um, I can be that person for someone. Yeah. 
Jeez, and yeah. Brooke and Knowles, I mean, it seems like, you know, the more that we learn about pageants, um, the more that you can see the benefits of how it, you know, helps, you know, and I mean, I don't know if you want to talk to your teenage, like, you know, your daughters or Brooke to Ella, but yeah, I mean, that's also an option too. I mean, great leadership opportunities too, and Absolutely. so many different classes. And just a chance to make a difference, right, in the world. And Courtney, you're, you're doing that just by being you, like the listeners can't see this recorded podcast that we have on Zoom, but you've smiled through this whole in interview <laughs> and we're like, we can't stop smiling and then feeling your positive sunshine. So like you're Miss America, you're going to be a lawyer. Uh, if, if that doesn't work out, you got boxing. And I think you got life coaching ahead of you. <laughs> is this a new manifestation? Right. Like I'm thinking that, yeah. Boxing and then life coach and then you can do it all. You can do it all. But yeah. definitely an inspiration to us women, us moms, us females. Um, for my daughter, I'm I, for my daughters, I'm I'm so happy that you will be on the stage for for Hawaii rep representing us and um, us local girls, right? And um, just be you, because you, you you're the one manifest mm -hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Courtney. <laughs> so great to meet you and hear you. Yeah, but Courtney, you know what? I asked if you could bring an inspirational quote mm -hmm. uh, to share with us tonight. Do you do you happen to have one? I have one. I, I don't have it fully memorized, but I think about I, my favorite flower is the lotus. And so it's it's about, I think, just um, the lotus, you know, looks towards the sunlight, grows through the mud and is able to, you know, be itself. And I think Lotus for me represents adversity. And so leaning into those adversity or struggles that you overcome, you know, that mud and remembering, you know, you'll grow into the beautiful flower. Also bringing in the Mulan vibes when the Empress says, <laughs> I'm waiting for the background music. <laughs> but yeah, we're so good yeah. at describing it because, yeah, no, I can picture that. Okay, sorry, right. go on. Oh, no, no. So, I mean, if you have a quote, the, um, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. And I think that's a mm -hmm. really nice quote. I can't think of the other quote that I had, but um, I would think about that. Just, you know, never give up. And, you know, every struggle that you overcome or go through is growing you to be stronger and better for tomorrow. So remembering that, I think, was is my favorite quote. Gosh, that should have oh, been perfect. Caption, man. Yeah. <laughs> That, that is so good. I love it. I really love it because I can I think, see that image too, right? Like this. I think Steph's going to run for Mrs. Hawaii next because she's so inspired by you, Courtney. <laughs> you know, don't rule anything out, guys. Okay? Yes, don't limit yeah, yourself. No. I love yes, that. Yes. I, love, I love the empowerment centered in that, that, that saying. It's really, really strong in that you could even visualize all that. I really love that a lot. Sorry, Brooke, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I'm like just blown away because I talking to you and looking at you you're just you're just mature beyond your years and but it's this confident but humble but grounded and rooted and just uh, amazing to see to talk to you so I, I appreciate it. it's very inspiring um the things that struck me that you said things about just I'm I'm really proud of myself and I think that's something I'm we're trying to with our kids is that instead of being like we're proud of you it, I want them to be proud of themselves right not so much getting it outward going inward and really really embodying that from the inside because that's what's going to matter and you're really competing with yourself right just trying to be better than you were yesterday that's that's it's not about everyone else so i i love that you you live that you embody that and um 
the other thing is just that you said that I can't wait to see who I'm going to be in seven months or just even beyond that, just for the listeners, like that's like really let that sink in, right? It's, it's, it's important for all of us to keep getting better and keep growing and working through things and having grit. So man, we're, I'm such a fan already. <laughs> we'll be rooting for you. Um, I'm sure my daughter, I'm going to tell her about you. So we will all be rooting for you and can't wait to see even beyond the pageant you know just what you're gonna do for for yourself and then and for the community here so and the world do you have a um, social media page where people can follow your journey yeah i have um i recently took over the miss america hi um instagram so Yay. you can follow me there i also have a personal one but it's not too uh developed yet because i've been in school for <laughs> the past three years so i've been kind of off it but um yeah my miss america hi is where you can follow me and just to see what i'm up to as miss Hawaii and um preparing for miss america yeah and you know what all the young girls even listening and parents of me know that this is possible so if you want any advice i'm sure that courtney would be more than happy to help out but we're so happy to be able to talk to you i feel like at the start of something greater at the start you like it's just beginning because you're still young you just won Miss Hawaii. Now here you are, you're going to go and make us proud on the national stage uh, for the Miss America pageant. And also you still got your, the law and the bar exam to look forward to, you know? So <laughs> so glad that we got to talk to you at this point in time. And we are just so looking forward to seeing what else you're gonna accomplish. And we're so proud of you too. Mm -hmm. Like, thanks for representing us so well already. Yeah. Thank you. You're already winning. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Mothership. Steph Nolian Brooks signing off along with Courtney Choi. We want to thank you again, Courtney. And to everybody listening out there, please, please be that beautiful lotus to break through the mud and take advantage of the Hawaii sunshine. It's actually been really beautiful lately. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks again, Courtney Choi, Miss Hawaii 2021. And we'll catch up with everybody a little bit later for our next episode next week. In the meantime, we'll also see you on our Facebook page, M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. Until then, take care of each other and and aloha. Go get them, Courtney. Take care. Thank you for having me. <laughs>